The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, welcome to Channel Mom. I am Jenny. We're so glad to have you on board today. I hope you tuned in for a reason today. We have a special treat for you. Uh, we're have some music. A well-known uh, uh, artist. I'm just going to call her that. I'm not going to stereotype her as any one thing. Um, and she's going to come on here in a minute, and we're going to talk about some of her songs. But 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 beyond that, she's got a message uh, for a lot of moms, I think, today. And let me let me start by asking you a question. Do you ever feel bad about how you feel? Perhaps you're struggling with guilt as a mom or depression or anxiety or just feeling like you are not good enough or you're not doing enough. You might feel kind of lost or like you should be doing better in your life. Like you should be the one to fix you. You should have a better attitude or be more grateful or behave better or have less of a temper or be a, a better volunteer or whatever it is. Be a better mom. Well, our guest today has been there. She is probably classified as a Christian musical artist. You might have heard her songs. You may be a fan. One thing I can promise you is that you're going to hear some songs from her new album and you're going to hear her story as a mom and I think it's going to make you feel better. <laughs> she's She's got one of those stories that makes you just breathe and say, oh, okay, I don't have to be all that in a bag of chips. I don't I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to outshine everybody else. Um, my kids will forgive me. I, I, I haven't made in unfixable mistakes. Uh, I, I am forgiven. I, I do have grace. Uh, it's going to be okay. I mean, all kinds of messages that a mom needs to hear. We've got them for you today on the show, I hope. And I hope it's going to be a help to you. Uh, yeah, that's what I hope. <laughs> Let me just give you a little intro to Sarah. Uh, Sarah and I have the similar background, but we're both from Minnesota. She is a mom. Sarah Groves, I should mention the whole name. Sarah Groves is a mom and a wife and a singer, songwriter, and a recording artist with a passion for justice and a heart for mercy. She's joined forces, by the way, with the International Justice Mission to advocate for victims of human trafficking for over the last 10 years. Groves and her husband Troy and their three children, uh, Kirby, Toby, and Ruby, reside in St. Paul, Minnesota, where they also con- cultivate an artist support community. It's in a hundred-year-old church, and it's called Art House North. Now, she's just released a new album called Flood Plain. I don't know what the deal is with my mouth today. Flood Plain marks her ninth anticipated release with Fair Trade Services. And uh, we're blessed to have her on board because I know in, re- in listening to the album and in listening to some of the lyrics and in reading what brought her to this place, I thought, oh, my goodness, moms need to hear where she's at and and the message that she has for them. So welcome to Channel Mom, Sarah. We're so glad to have you on board. Thank you so much, Jenny. We're glad to, we're glad to, what's this temperature there today? So you can make me feel better about Denver, Colorado. Oh, it's cold. Well, we're headed to some 
something nicer, but it's 14 degrees today. Oh yeah, lovely. I remember those days. Yeah, it's sunny, but and and we have we've had some teasers. You know, this time of year you start getting a few teasers. <laughs> yes, you do, you do. Uh, it's about 60, but very windy in Denver. So uh, we, I, I, my husband and I moved from Minnesota for a reason. We still get sentimental for it, and we're still Minnesota Twins fans. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we moved away for a re- and Vikings fans actually. Um, yeah. I shouldn't I shouldn't be saying that in Broncos country. Actually, yeah, Broncos is our second favorite team. So we were kind of happy when they won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Okay, so you got a new album. But you've also I got do. a sto- you've got a story that occurred before the album. Uh, like a lot of moms, you uh, have had a struggle with depression and anxiety and your purpose as a woman and as a mother. And you blamed yourself for not being able to be more positive and get yourself out of the problem and, and have a better attitude and just get yourself out of the pit. And, and you came to some realizations to set the stage for people. Where were you at? Yeah, I was um, really hurting. I I was struggling with um, the most physical bout of anxiety and depression that I had experienced. Um, I've, you know, I think some of these things we might have a propensity towards them. Um, and my mom, you know, later she said to me, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have said it as a child that you, you know, or even in your teen years that you had like a tendency towards depression. But I think my highs have always been high. My lows have been low, you know, have this kind of emotional extreme. Yeah. And then I think the contemplative mind, the artist mind, um, it, it just works over time. And I basically was confronting, um, I was at this retreat, I remember, and they said, if you could fill in the sentence, I need more of blank and less blank, you know, what would those blanks be? And they sent us a way to think about it. And I think I I just was so burdened with the reality that so much of what I did was out of a sense of obligation. I had, I was just being led around by the, you know, by the neck, by should and ought. It's just like everything I was doing was born out of, I should do that. I should do this. I ought to do this. And so I think what I was, what I've walked through the last years that um, as my, I don't, as things began to change in my life, my, um, my just my husband and I were kind of realigning things so that I could come home more. I had some health challenges, some different things were happening. And I think that um, all of a sudden that just re- kind of reached critical mass where I was like, I couldn't possibly do all the shoulds and oughts that were just pummeling me, you know, constantly. And so you just have, you live in this daily sense that you're letting everybody down, yeah. and, um, that you are uh, a disappointment. And so that's that's a terrible way to live, and I knew that, um, yeah. So I just I got to a place where I was very despondent, and uh, I I say it was inertia. I I just was very um, frozen in my tracks, you know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to interject something. I and I want to play a song from an old album that that it's one of my favorites that you've ever done, and I think I may have seen you perform it at maybe a mob's convention or something. Um, I, I just want to interject this. I, I think when you're feeling depressed and despondent and, and sort of uh, overwhelmed by the shouldas and the could, couldas and, and, you know, all the stuff that you feel like you ought to do. And, and as women, I think that we have that more than anybody and we're serving yeah. so many different groups of people. And if, if we're married, we've got a husband and we've got children and we've got, um, volunteering and volunteering in schools and church volunteering and helping our community and helping our own parents and helping our friends. And, and yeah. I, I mean, I, I was describing a breakdown I had the other day with my, my daughter when I picked her up in the car and I was like, mom's helping everybody. 
everybody and no one's helping mom. And yeah. and you get to this point where you think, okay, I serve everybody and nobody cares about serving me. And that's not a great place to be. You shouldn't be there. I, 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 I wish I were perfect like Jesus and I could just say, yeah, I'm happy to serve you at all times. Yeah. But even he needed a break. Um, yeah. I, I want to reacquaint people with you um, that maybe have not heard you for a while and play uh, one of your most well-known songs that I really, really enjoy and love. So here it is, The Word with Sarah Groves. That's, now, are you critical when you hear your old stuff? Do you get critical of yourself? <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't sit around and listen to myself <laughs> all the time. So, but no, I, you know, I think uh, I've, I remember watching uh, Michael Michael McDonald singing "Taking It to the Streets" <laughs> recently on TV, and I thought, man, what an awesome song to be associated with. I mean, if people are going to ask you to sing a song, you know, or if you're going to have a song that your people are requesting. Um, I always said I, I don't, I'll never get tired of singing. He's always been faithful. I'll never get tired of singing conversations, you know. So that those that record is old, but I mean it came out in 2000. So yeah. I've been at it for a while. But um, but no, I I feel like um, you know I've been kind of like just growing up in front of everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. And by the way, I wasn't asking you to criticize yourself. I think it's a fabulous song, but I, I am so self-critical that if I hear an old show or something, I'll be very critical. Yes. And I wondered if you did that to yourself. Okay, yes. we only have a couple of minutes left in the segment. Can you, can you just kind of set the stage for what we can talk about in, in the next segment that's going to be a help to moms? You were at a place, literally on a floodplain, and that's the name of your new album, where you had an epiphany. Tell, tell Set that up for us. Well, I had a lot of friends uh, giving me good advice. I think we have a culture of fix. We want to fix things, and we don't feel comfortable feeling bad. And I was just learning from every front, you know, it's okay to feel bad. You you don't have to, like, kind of clean up the way you feel. That's actually a good barometer of things. And so, yeah, we could talk about that. I mean, we could dive deeper into that. That's that's a hard thing to, to um, step into, and I think – when you when you bring in grace into that and you really understand God's grace in that journey, it, it's really it's to me it was just wow this story is it's even better than I thought good news you know and so um that's yeah that's that's just been my journey is to really radically accept how I feel um and not always try to kind of sequester those things or. You know, the way, the way we go about sort of suppressing a lot of our real feelings. Yeah. And there's a reason you called it floodplain. We'll get to that in the next segment. Yeah. But, but you talked about, and I think, uh, uh, again, a lot of moms struggle with it. I know I do. I beat myself up all the time if I'm not feeling perfectly good and perfectly grateful and um, perfectly loving. And, you know, oh, my kids are alive and I'm alive and we're healthy and nobody has cancer and my husband's alive and I'm still married and we have a yeah. warm house and we have plenty of food. And I, what's my problem? Why should I be feeling bad? Um, yeah. But we live, you know, on a sinful, fallen planet that's got all kinds of problems and and yeah. 
and inside of us, there are all kinds of problems and, and yep. we, can't, we can't feel perfect. And you did tell me that, uh, or you, know, you didn't tell me this, but, it, but in the press release, it talked about how people were like saying, you know, maybe you should exercise more and, and more positive. Yeah. Right. Don't you think right. more positive? And, and you thought, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically to yourself, why can't I just get my act together? Everybody else yeah. thinks I should be getting my act together. So yeah. we, we, every mom out there today can breathe, oh, breathe, 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 because Sarah's about to tell you a new attitude that you can have about yourself and not beating yourself up for not feeling perfect all the time and how that can translate into your mothering. I know she's got a yeah. great message for you and we're going to get back to, couple songs from her new album, Floodplain. So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom right here with musical, musical artist Sarah Groves. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chick Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. Hey, this is Jenny from Channel Mom, and if you'd like a savvy real estate tip for winter, listen to Michelle Walters. If you're thinking about listing your home in the near future, think about changing out the hardware in your home. Knobs, light fixtures, hardware, these are all things that would be a cheap and easy way to make a great first impression. Yeah, and more bang for their buck in that selling price. Awesome advice? Go to SuburbanDenverProperties.com. That's SuburbanDenverProperties.com, where she makes it her mission to find you your real dream home. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. A brief little reminder, if you'd like some comfort food and you happen to be traveling up to the mountains this weekend or an upcoming weekend, uh, stop by the Cutthroat Cafe and get some old-fashioned down-home atmosphere and comfort food cooking right on 285 uh, in Bailey, precious little Bailey where I live. Great, great little restaurant. Okay, so we are back with Sarah Groves, and she has a brand new album called Floodplain, and there's a reason it's called Floodplain, and this is where I thought I'm going to have her on the show because moms need to hear her message. So let's play a little sample of uh, the cover ty- the cover of the album, Floodplain. Some hearts are built on a floodplain Keeping one eye on the sky for rain You work for the ground that gets washed away When you live closer Closer to the life in the ebb and flow Closer to the edge of I don't know Closer to that's the way it goes Some hearts are built on a floodplain Oh, such a pretty song. I mean, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd play the whole thing, but then we wouldn't get to talk to Sarah as much. Um, beautiful song. I, I, I congratulate you. It, it's... It's clearly infused with God's message, really, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thank you for that. And I, and I, I want you to take off and tell people why the floodplain uh, metaphor and yeah. and what happened to you when you were jogging one day um, yeah. that other moms are going to be able to identify with. 
Yeah, it was um, it was such a gift to me because I uh, this this metaphor for my life or my experience at that time because I there's so much negative you know um, the the churn in my body was at such a high. Um, the, the physical nature of depression and anxiety is so, um, I, th- I think that's what I've been trying to convey the most to people, especially those that have family members that are struggling, um, is that the, the physical nature of it, it's like feelings of conflict for no reason. So I was feeling like, um, like, I, like I just fired someone from their job or just been fired, you know, mm-hmm. that, that level of conflict, but I would feel that all the time for no, for really no reason. So, um, I was just really, uh, it, it, and it was interrupting my, you know, my sleep and my day and my, you know, my ability to kind of function. So, um, but I had a lot of people telling me different stuff. And you know, when I'm writing music and, and just ruminating on thoughts, which I do a lot anyway, if I'm writing or not. Um, but I've been collecting all these ideas about the floodplain because I love it down there. It's, it's very green. You don't even know you're in the city. It's just absolutely gorgeous canopy of trees. Yeah. Uh, some of the oldest trees in the city because I live in St. Paul, right, you know, maybe half mile from the river. And uh, some of the oldest cottonwoods you've ever seen, you know, they, they're going on 300 years and they're just huge. And um, and they have endured down there. And it's there's a lot of green and a lot of growth and things you don't see anywhere else. So um, I really love the floodplain. And I'd heard a story about how the immigrant communities would build um, as they moved to Minnesota, um, like in the early 1900s, would build their homes uh, on the floodplain. And then the waters would rise, obviously, as the river would, you know, go through spring in Minnesota. And um, and there were people who would lose, you know, all everything they owned. Or there was one woman who lost a child in the flood. And um, and she was Mama Mancini. She started selling spaghetti so she could move up the, the bluff. And uh, and she opened Mancini's Steakhouse, which is still a, a an established yeah. steakhouse on 7th. So, um, so you have these these stories of success of like immigrants then when they get flooded, then moving up. And that's sort of the American dream, you know, but I was just thinking about these families living down there. And I, one day I was running, uh, just, you know, trying to exercise. I've been trying to do everything I could to, to help myself move forward because I was just feeling, I, I told my husband, I can't see myself in the future. I just have a hard time right now. I was so kind of stuck in the day to day that, that battle. Yeah. And, and you so, know, I, I want to say this, I understand that. Um, I've, yeah. I've struggled with depression and anxiety myself. And by the way, 40 million Americans, I think I read the other day, are on antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds. So you're not yeah. alone. And, and I've no, got to right. believe there are some moms and or dads listening to us today that have been there. So I'm glad they're getting to hear your story. So so go on. Yeah, and I think, uh, well, I want to comment on that later, but I want, I'll keep on with my story here. But the, I, so I was running along the river. And I, I looked down and saw a man, a homeless man, like there are sometimes tents along the river and the homeless will set up little camps down in the floodplain. And, um, and I just kind of, you know, it's, that it's just fascinating to me, you know, what a Huck Finn life he's, he's on the edge of the Mississippi river, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, at, at some level that is, that's like winsome to me because it's, um, you're, you are completely issuing all cultural norms, you know, and just saying like, I'm going to go my own way. But I know a lot of the guys in my community that are homeless are, um, struggle with mental illness. And so as I ran, I just, I looked down and I thought, Lord, you know, what do you think of him? Is your tone towards him? Well, he's made bad decisions and now he's got to sleep in the bed he's made, you know, or, um, yeah, if he'd made better choices, he'd be, you know, or when is he going to get kind of like enough, enough sense or enough 
put together to move up the bluff, you know? Yeah. Because at the top of the bluff is the James J. Hill House, as you know, which is the, the Summit Grand Neighborhood, which is a whole establishment of beautiful old Victorian homes. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. mansions. And so you have this, like, to my right, I see the James J. Hill House, and down down to my left, I see this homeless man, and it just seems like, whoa, this is this is something. And as I ran, I just think, I, I was thinking, saying to God, you know, positive thinking can't it can't be the gospel that saves me. Like I've tried to just change my mind, you know, by yeah. sheer will and sheer effort. I've tried to just change my mind. And I've prayed. I mean, you people would say like, well, you know, why don't you say these things every day or whatever? And I thought, you know, I, the Lord is in this with me. I mean, I felt his presence with me, you know? Mm-hmm. So as I ran, I just, I was thinking about this guy. What do you think about this guy? And all of a sudden, before I really realized I was crying and Lord, what do you think of me? Do you feel like, well, it's your own dumb fault. You know, look at you. You, If you just be more positive, you tend to be Eeyore. You tend to look at things, you know, the glass is half full. And um, and I just, I felt like as I ran, uh, and I'm asking God this question, what do you think of me, you know, in this place? Yeah. What's your tone towards me? And I felt like God whispered to my heart, Sarah, some hearts are built on the floodplain. In other words, it takes all kinds, you know? And there's room for you. There's room for you at the table. There's room for you in community. Um, we need you. We need, we need the homeless. We need the poor. Uh, there's something that happens um, in, in suffering. We need that. You know? yeah. Yeah. Our friends that are ha- struggling with any number of disabilities, whether it be mental illness or other physical disabilities, we need people who are flawed and and, it, and ultimately, then, all of us are flawed, right? And so I think God's tone, in that minute, it switched from uh, this sort of, a, really, a uh, repeated sort of condemnation to, wow, you are more empathetic to me than I've ever realized, you know? And in fact, he was saying, I built your heart here, and the water does rise, and you feel a lot, you know, because I am a sensitive heart. I I. I get hurt easy and I've always wished I had thicker skin and, you know, I w- I've always wished I could be different, you know. Yeah. Oh, Sarah, so I, 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 yeah. I feel you. I, it's, it must be, <laughs> I mean, I ache all day long some days, depending on what people have said to me, depending on what's unfolding in the news, depending on how I've done the show, what, what, whatever mom I've, I've said something wrong to her. She's something, I mean, I feel all the time and I struggle and, and, and I love that you said you work for, you work for the ground that gets washed away because we constantly yeah. feel like we, we gained ground. Oh, I did this and I did that. And then it, it feels like it all washes away on the floodplain. But but God's using that too. And I love that you say, finally, you got to the place of, it, I don't have to have the religion of positive attitude and, and um, pick myself up by my bootstraps and, and, and judge myself uh, if I'm not happy enough. I, I can yeah. turn to the God of good news and, and, yeah. and he and, and the sacrifice of Christ can make everything okay, even though I don't feel okay. I can right. be confident that it is okay, and I and I love that you built it there. So we only have three minutes left, Sarah. But yeah, um, I, just briefly in the next minute and a half, how does this translate to motherhood? Because I I know yeah. you must have been thinking about Kirby, Toby, and Ruby as you were having a, a, a depressed mom time. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely like, am I? What am I? Irrepo, you know, what damage am I doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all yeah. The therapy and all these things. You know, I think that my number one message would be to live. Um, I know we're not, sometimes we don't feel comfortable being completely transparent with our kids. I don't think they have to know every thing that we have ever struggled with or something like that. I I wouldn't say that that's what I've done, but I definitely 
have brought my frailty to my kids and said, look, you see me here. I remember one time I was doing a huge event and I was shaking in my shoes and I was crying. We were all in a hotel room together. It was a really, really important event. And, um, and I was crying and just like, I am so nervous. You know, I just, I felt completely overwhelmed with anxiety and I felt like God told me to, I turned to the kids, they're sitting on the bed watching a cartoon or something. And I turned to the kids and I said, you see me right now, right? You see me and I'm a mess. I am, I am like overwhelmed, terrified yeah. of yeah. tomorrow. But I said, but tomorrow when I'm done, I'm going to, when I pick you up, when we are reunited on the other side of this event, I'm, you're going to see in me, I'm going to say he was faithful and he helped me through it. And I'm going to testify that he was good, that he did that. So I think I've let them in on the process. Like you see your mama and she's not holding it together very well. But let's. I want. To, I want you to see my God at work. You know, in yeah, and my life. So so good for kids. And we only have a minute now, Sarah. Check Sarah out um, and her wonderful new album, Floodplain. She also works for the International Justice Mission to to advocate for victims of human trafficking. Sarah, briefly, how can they find your album? Where do they find it? SarahGroves.com. Oh, that's so easy. God bless you. Thanks for sharing that message. It's a brave message. Thank you for sharing it with me. I needed to hear it today, and I hoped it helped some other moms. Uh, so God bless you, Sarah. Take care. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Bye-bye. All right. There it is. I hope she was a help to you today. I know I know. a lot of moms feel like they should be more, and they should have a different attitude, and they should be better example for their kids, and how are they hurting their kids. Sarah's here to tell you it, it, it's okay, and I, and I love her message. And if you want to help us bring more messages like that to moms and, and be able to reach moms on the ground and be able to minister to them and help them and encourage them in their mothering for the sake of their kids, go to ChannelMom.com, please, and help us. Just click Donate to Channel Mom. We'd be, we'd be so blessed by that. God bless you. I hope you have a beautiful weekend wherever you're at, on the floodplain or somewhere else. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.